Hello and welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. We have a great show lined up for you. Uh, we're talking Khan, Summer League, Kyrie, and Neymar. So jumping right into it, Khan. They made a bunch of, you know, revealing or they sent out a press release earlier this week. The key bits that are interesting to us is that one, Khan is moving to a summer tournament. And two, it's been expanded to 24 teams. Uh, as always, Donald and Musa are joining me. What do you guys think? I mean, obviously, the expanding to 24 teams, the aim was to, you know, give it a wider reach, give people more opportunities and things like that, which I think is fair for them to do. But I think that the outstanding one was moving it into the summer. I feel like a lot of Premier League um, managers are breathing a sigh of of relief and all that. But generally, I feel like it will be good for the tournament if it's a summer tournament because I feel like any time we play during the season, a lot of people don't really care. It's like it's happening, but we're actually watching something else, you know, like... And it's competing with more established Exactly. It's leagues, competing yeah. with, you know, things like the Premier League, La Liga and things. And, you know, at that time to the FA Cup is starting and, like, you know, but it's... So, for me, I feel like moving into the summer is, like... I feel I feel like it was, you know, a decision that is taking too long for them to make. Really. Kind of like what the South Americans do with their competitions. Their Copa America, yes. Yeah. Moose, yeah. Uh, your, your opening thoughts on this? Pretty much the same thing, really. But, I mean, moving it into the summer is the big thing. And like Donald said, you have, you're not competing for like the time slots with Premier League, like eyeballs, you know, with the Premier League and stuff. And also, the managers are going to breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that I'm not going to, the ones that actually have very key players are not now going to say, hey, you can't go to the tournament. The only sad thing is the holidays are going to be cut short. Because yeah, that's a worry. That's what happens with, with you know, summer tournaments. Yeah. As soon as the season is over, you join you only, your national team. You have a team. couple of weeks. But it's better but to like miss the, the starts, no? Yeah, but the, the AFCON isn't really a long tournament. So that also... Actually, the 20, expansion, 24, no, 24. Yeah, longer, there's an yeah. expansion, but still, I mean... That's, I guess, an, that's an additional week or two at least. But I guess we've all been asking for this. It's way better than, way better, you know, yeah. having players say... Because I feel like players... Some players will still turn it down. Feeling like, oh, I'm really? on holiday. Yeah. I mean, holiday you do have thing. to rest. Cause you do have to rest because... If Afcon was happening... Most of the, most of the players play who play summer tournaments, what happens is... Season over... You don't get to rest. Jump into a tournament. As soon as you're done, you join up with the team again for preseason. But uh, like um, this is like a major tournament. Like as far as Africans are concerned, if it's like the Confederations Cup, like you know that it's just. No, but like I mean, a, a player also has a career. I mean, yeah, I know they do. It's the same. It's not now. Clubs don't have as much of a reason to influence players' decision in regards to going or not going because they are not playing for their teams. But for individual players. Like Moose was saying, that's that's primary spirit for a footballer right there. But so you, you kind of okay. have to decide: do you want to show up for your nation and play and enter the season fatigued? If you are still fighting for your sports, those issues still crop up. Yeah, but that's like the African Cup of Nations for Africans is like Copa America for South America. I'm not discounting. I'm not like, discounting the importance of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Just that from the I feel like very few people like turn down the chance to play in the Copa America. And in the same way, I feel like you know, for the African Cup of Nations, very few Africans now that it's been moved to the summer. Very few of them would like would feel that they have to turn like okay I want to rest so I'm turning it down come on it's a huge tournament could on you? your continent I mean this I'm is no I'm it's it's an option yeah. and it's something I, I mean this <clears throat> is I this is an improvement because we've all Definitely. been asking for Definitely. an Afcon where you're not it's not like a power struggle between mm-hmm. 
you know, your European clubs and your national, your African national team. And then it's like, okay, this player can't go because he's really important. You see what happened with the Cameroon, the Cameroon team. I mean, yeah, they still did, they, they still did quite well, but yeah. then a few players actually go into trouble with their FA. And then, you know, they took, they took a really <laughs> strong stance with regards to them. So. Well, it's about that, that, that wasn't the only change because they were also talking about inviting teams and the possibility and of playing some of the games outside of Africa, outside of Africa, which they said they would reject because they want to, they want to keep it on the continent. Like they want to keep the tournament on the continent. But I mean, it's an which option. Which I agree with. As in, well, I mean, why would you go play the Afghan was, outside of Africa? Better facilities make it. Yeah, money. obviously. Yeah, I know that, you know, that. Like I think the money. Reasons. I think it will be a money. Yeah, thing. money thing definitely. More yeah. people want to. You can bigger yeah. stadiums to fill up. So that's there's an angle there. But you see, I don't know, man. I feel like we are taking something away from. Like once again, we are. In a way, that's also us saying that our tournament is not, you know, it's good not big or big enough. Well, it's, it's but even not even in Africa, it's not big. enough. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's know, not big enough. I know that, but then come on, like, you know, if it's going to get big. If we, you know, make it that way. Might as well fit into the schedule of the football viewing public, no? As opposed to trying to force a whole new culture. If people don't watch AFCON during the January when it's being played, might as well just move it to somewhere where at least... If you are bored of football, people watch preseason games for no, I think you get more no, people. You get no, 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 I'm not talking about it. moving into the yeah. summer. The summer, if no it's, problem. If it's in the summer. My yeah. main thing is like taking it outside of the continent, like playing it, let's say in Europe. I feel like that's. No, most people feel like that's a very silly idea. Yeah, most yeah, people, most people have already agreed that's a silly idea. I don't even know why they put it forward, but yeah. I guess it's just an option. If it makes money, you can. You can see the rationale, but still, mm-hmm. like, yeah, why would like, you, you know, look to play it outside? Why would you even, why? This is something maybe you can consider, but you don't really put out in a press release that this is what exactly. you're trying to do. I mean, they'd another be thing open, would so. also be to extend the number of like the intervals between tournaments, but I guess as far as money goes, they just want to play it as many times as they can, really. Is so. that every two years, right? Same. Every two They're years. playing every two years, yeah. but I guess they also propose that we should shift it to four years, which is cool because it will actually make the tournament, they give you a bit more prestige. Because think about it, if it's every two years, in a 20-year period, you can ha- you have 10 winners, but for stuff like the World Cup and stuff, you have yeah, five winners. So, exactly. I mean, you're a five-time champion, it's but it's because you go to the tournament every two years. It yeah. doesn't feel the same so as winning a four. Yeah, yeah, there's more weight to actually winning it. You know, and you can have someone like in Africa, you have people saying, Hey, I've been to, you know, 10 Afcons. I don't think there's anybody that's been to 10 World Cups. Yeah. 40 year playing career. I doubt it. You know, it's, it's, it kind of takes away from it. It's like, Oh, there's a small tournament. Every two, every two World Cups, you go for four Afcons. Like, come on. Um, we kind of quick, quick comments on the expansion. Like, how do we feel about that? Are we okay with it? Do we not care? Implications. Oh yeah, just let's wrap up the Afcon. Oh yeah, I'm good. I mean, I feel like the expansion is good in terms of you know giving people more opportunities across Africa. Like yeah, I feel like it's good. Uh, Moose, I guess they're just trying to be more inclusive. Yeah, and that's a good thing. I mean, if if more teams make it to the tournaments, you know, more fans, yeah. more people interested because. You realize the Afcon is very it's, it's very interest driven in Ghana. When Ghana is out, nobody really cares anymore. I mean, if the longer your team is in the tournament, the more interest you have. So yeah. if you add a few extra teams, that's a few extra fans watching the damn thing. Yeah. And then, but what about yeah. the overall 
the health, the quality of the tournament. Because one, one of the issues okay, with the true. World Cup yeah. expansion is yeah. that you s- mediocre teams slip through. And this is a case where you're going to have like some group games are probably not going to matter mm-hmm. because the results are going to be, you know, foregone but, conclusions. But in the end, how good you are, it's comparative. Do you get me? It is comparative. So you're still, you, you could still qualify, but still be a very bad team. And doesn't expand 24 allow more instances of that occurrence? Yes, but you're good team, bad team, you're still going to win and lose games. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to end up with the best teams in the end fighting for the championship. So eventually there was <laughs> the quality teams rise to the Exactly. Top. Eventually, you know, Just the very quality team. Because you can have, you can have, you can, you can say fine, only eight teams qualify, but the team number eight might be so far away from, you know, team number one. And it'll probably be the same thing. You're going to get beaten. So <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's how good you are compared to who you face. So it's, I, I just feel like so long as it doesn't, I mean, 24 teams is going to really mess up the, you know, the permutations a bit, but so long as getting to the knockout, you have, you know, a proper square number and you can just round it, round robin, knockout tournament all the way to the finals. That's fine. Okay. Um, so switching sports real quick, uh, jumping into the NBA summer league, uh, which really is, uh, an opportunity for the teams to, you know, give their recently drafted players, fringe players, <laughs> the guys, Barely getting playing time, trying to justify their case to the coach and organization more playing time. So we got to see a bit of, uh, mostly the highlight. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. As French players, I don't, I don't, it, not necessarily French players. It's usually rotation players. No, it's usually starters. Not your starters. It's usually your rookies yes. and your sophomores and some walk-ons from your D-League team. Or guys who have been, you know, so it's training unfair, with the team. It's unfair to call all of them rotation players, but then it's not everybody in that group that's getting starting minutes. So I was just trying to give a broad classification. Because, I mean, your sophomores and rookies, and those guys are barely yeah, but, but you, Yeah, but you see, you can't necessarily call him a fringe player. You have teams playing players who they actually feel are going to be cornerstones of their team. Yeah, it's an opportunity to like understand. give them yeah, playing so minutes. If you minutes. say fringe, then if you say fringe, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's everybody. an unfair classification. You are put. You could fringe so, is quite different from saying someone is a potential star mm-hmm. or okay. prospect. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's go with so prospect. We'll go so summarily, we got yes. to see uh, the NBA prospect, the next future stars. You know, showcase their their talents. Uh, uh, Moose, I know you 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 were far heavily invested in this. And really, says who? Moose, Moose said. I mean, I saw your timeline yeah. going all about ball, ball, yeah, ball, Moose, and Moose <laughs> triple said. B. So I'm guessing you must have watched enough Lakers games. Moose said Lonzo was terrible. Um, what do you think? I mean, who caught your eye? Who didn't? General thoughts. We just go around and. Moose then. said Lonzo was terrible. I'm just going. I'm just putting it out there. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, he had what? He had that one bad game that everybody did say he was terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So. He had, yeah, he had yeah. that one bad one, game. One that bad one game, bad game. Yeah. But then after that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, because I feel like, you know, um, he's someone who showed that, you know, even, even when the threes weren't dropping, he showed that, you know, he could be useful in many other ways. And I mean, what? The passing? (laughs) (laughs) See, see it. He is a transcendental player. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I guess, you know, that the highlight was the game against the Sixers, which was huge. I mean, yeah, I mean, I felt like you know his passing was on point, like his his shooting. I mean, he's he's good. Like he, he's someone that like like Moose you're saying, like transcending. 
I mean, I guess he watched the summer MVP, summer league MVP. So yeah, he watched summer league MVP without playing the final, so that counts for something. But it's just, I mean, you you have to be you have to be fair. He's amazing to watch, and the one thing about him is he's a good player. The other point guards are good players, but he plays just so differently from how the other guys play that it sort of makes their games look worse. You know, because naturally, as the point guard, the ball is mostly in your hands. You're the one supposed to facilitate the offense. That's your job. And you have some of these guys who are like, I guess most people will say they're scoring guards and point guard bodies. Like they score more than they assist. They score more than they facilitate. And then someone else has the ball in their hands. I mean, nothing against Kyrie Irving, but you wouldn't call him a playmaker, so to speak. You know, you wouldn't call some of these guys playmakers. But the way... It has to depend on the team, man. Asterix to Kyrie, he has LeBron. Yeah, but even when he didn't have LeBron, he wasn't particularly a facilitator because his strength is scoring. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but a playmaker is very important in today's NBA. Agreed. And he's such a good playmaker that it just, it affects... I mean, come on. You, you there look are at, different types of point guards. That's there are different types of right? point yeah. guards. And he's a type of point <laughs> guard that we haven't seen in a very long... Because, no, listen. People talked about Chris Paul as being this type of point guard. But he plays just so differently from Chris Paul. Nothing against Chris Paul. But if Lonzo Ball keeps this up for 10 years, it's different. I, I, really, I, I mean, think, CP has <clears throat> defense. Yeah, CP has defense. But CP also has pace, very slow mm-hmm. pace of playing. You know, Lonzo plays at a frenetic pace. Like, I'm just saying, if he keeps this up, the boy plays really well. The boy plays very different. He makes his teammates better because think about it. A lot of the guys on the Lakers team were walk-ons. A lot of them were DD guys. And he made them look good. I mean, come on. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum was pick three. Kuzma outplayed Jason Tatum in the summer league. Here's where we kind of have to understand the different teams playing. I think, personally, I think Tatum looked good in terms of Tatum is a better player than Kuzma. Even in terms of in terms of skill, even but, in terms of what you expect from a player coming, for a player pick number three, he showed that he could score one on one. He has his shot. Yes, he could probably be a bit less selfish. Yes, he could take better shots. Yeah, but I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're not getting he, my point. My point is, my well. point is, Lonzo made Kuzma look better than Tatum, which just shows how good Lonzo is as a player. Okay how good Lonzo is as a player and that's a big thing and that's the reason why everybody because you have everyone keeps saying this thing he's the type of player everyone would want to play with he's he makes you better he inflates your numbers everyone that's that's the whole LeBron thing that people don't give him credit for LeBron has made a lot of players look better than they really are they have left and they haven't really found success anywhere else. So that's why there's so much excitement about Lonzo. Because let's be fair, Dennis Smith Jr. is an amazing player. He's actually really good. You look at him and you see, I, um, you know, Tracy McGrady, Baron Davis in a point guard body. The boy is amazing. But everything goes to Lonzo because how he plays is just... It's just so different. It's just it's just a, fre- like, a breath of fresh air. I feel another thing too that was important was the fact that, you know, before the tournament, like there was a lot of scrutiny. Like everyone had their eyes on this player. Man. Everyone, like the expectations were really high. So it's like, you know, and this kid was able to just show that at all. And, you know, 
Like, Man, look at the performance like against the Cavs. Thirty-six point triple double. That's yeah. that's that's, that's crazy. Quality, okay, so like, fair to say your highlight definitely was ball, right? Moose? Every everyone's yeah. highlight was ball. Was you ball. can't run away from yeah, it. He took he took attention away from other guys who were also good players who had yeah. great tournaments. Yeah. You know, his dad everything, but he still had to play, and he, the boy played down good. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Donald, your highlights ball as well. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Okay, uh, does anybody have low lights then? Uh, mine was Tatum, but that was just because I primarily watch only two, three games. The Celtics was, I was primarily just watching the Celtics. I didn't Low see, light Tatum? No, my highlights, I was saying. Okay. Highlights Tatum. I primarily just watched the Celtics games. Mm-hmm. I saw Ball's highlights. I mean, his passing is phenomenal. The question now is for me, if that, how well that translates into an NBA league where players it's, are closing it's, you it's down. going to translate easy into an NBA game because da- he's Moose, going to be playing Moose, with better da- players in Moose, the I'm NBA. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. All I'm saying is the only reason why I'm not slapping it's the, the easiest tra- skill to the, translate. The only reason why I'm not slapping it on is I want to see him in that setting. I don't think, I'm not doubting that he will succeed. I'm just holding off. Again, to me, these guys are just rookies. He's going to be playing against better players with but better with play- better players exactly. so I and feel like that still cancels out no it definitely cancels out and if everything is all the rumors come through and LeBron joins him next se- next season he's in a damn hey, good hey, spot let's hold our horses <laughs> exactly so I'm not doubting the kid's yeah, ability yeah, yeah, yeah. just saying my personal feelings I just want to see him you know do more in actual NBA games no problem there but does anybody have low lights so you guys were all just impressed or? I mean the, 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 the low lights the low lights actually came from, you know, second year players mostly being outplayed by, you know, their rookie counterparts. You but had what, guys like. But isn't the argument then that this rookie class was far deeper? So in terms of the talent level, even though these guys have an extra year in the NBA, yes. these guys actually are far better players. But you see, they shouldn't because experience should really, really does count in the mm-hmm. NBA. You know, I mean, experience should count. And when you come into the NBA, you have a player who's had a year of, you know, a year of experience under his belt. You shouldn't justifiably, if you are to play that player, then that just calls, you know, that player's skill into question. That's just what it does, you know. Me personally, as a Laker fan, I mean, Zubac looked like he had regressed a bit. You know, you had Marquise Chris on the, on the Suns. I mean, he was being outplayed by Josh Jackson. You know, it. there should be a bit of competition between you as a second-year player and the rookie. The, you should the be guy the guy just joining the, the team. The guy just joined the team. And, you know, and even even there's some talk about, uh, even in the Celtics camp, that whoa, they, already, whoa, whoa. they already feel like Tatum whoa. is a better player than JB, Jalen Brown, you know. And I take a, I like Jalen Brown. I like I, him, but to be fair, the, when it comes to scoring, I think Tatum does seem. To oh no! When team. it comes to scoring, he is a bit. But they're talking about all round. They're already higher on him than JB. You know, which is, you know, which kind of. But it's like I told I told Cyril the last time that this is a really good draft class, and he didn't believe me, and now he's now here saying blah 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 and so and so and so. But yeah, I am. I told you so, guy. You, <laughs> no, but you guys should listen to no, me moves, when I talk. No moves. I would defer to when it comes to college. Kids coming in, I just generally never find the time to actually watch those guys. So I'm fair, I'm comfortable deferring to you and saying I probably called the class wrong. But I mean, going back to JB, he does have the athleticism. He does have, he does have the tool sets in terms of like, well, the build and all that. It's, a, it's more about decision making. I think some things are coachable. And I think under Brad and the system that the Celtics are trying to play, just, you know, wings, bigs and ball handlers, he can carve out a niche for himself and actually be a much more effective player. So, I have high hopes for him this season. Um, 
That's so right. the, so those were the low and and another thing too is this is unfair, but this is what happens during the summer league. People look at where you were drafted Full and time. No, people look at where you were drafted <laughs> and they expect performance from you. They expect yeah. the guy who was picked number one to play better than the guy number two. I'm kind of mixed up. Fultz, it was weird. No, but, but Fultz had an injury. Fultz yeah. looks ready. He's he's like he's a lot like Tatum. Offensively he's ready. And everything else can be taught. You know, we are looking at guys like uh, Laurie Markinen, you know. Well, this might be a press, but De'Aaron Fox had one okay game. And for the rest, he actually did look like a rookie point guard. You know, he really <laughs> the did. The dunks uh, weren't enough for you. <laughs> yeah, no, like he did look like a rookie point guard. You know, he he looks like he needs time to translate his game. But then another another player who wasn't talked about much is Donovan Mitchell. He actually had a great game. So he's actually one of the highlights of the summer league. So this is a good draft class. I I I dare say this draft class might be as good as the 2003 draft class. But the thing about draft should classes we, is, should we hold, should we hold you to that moves? You know, you can hold me to that, but the one caveat being that, slap um, that caveat on it. No, you have to slap a caveat on it because it's about comparative ability. Yeah. You get me? It's about, fine, you might be better than the two draft classes that came before you, but what if the draft classes that come after you are actually better? So you have to play you know? against the competition. So you have to play against the competition because, I, I mean, in a year or two, we're going to have guys like Zion Williamson. We're going to have guys like, um, um, the 18 year old point guard, Real Madrid, Luka Doncic. You know, we're going to have guys like that coming more, Mohamed Bamba. You know, these guys are now going to be in the NBA. These guys, these guys look good. These guys actually do look quite good. So it's about, are they going to translate their game? So is it that they only look good because players are generally improving? Or is this a special draft class? So that's where the caveat comes in. But this is a good draft class. Donald, uh, <laughs> any low lights or you were just yeah, were no just bored throughout yeah, and you were just I mean, spasm with excitement yeah for me yeah I was, I was I was particularly just excited about ball to be honest like he was the one I wanted to watch he was the one I wanted to see play so, okay that's that's awesome at least you just you got what you wanted <laughs> oh man uh, now speaking of players trying to forget what they want uh, so late this week yesterday actually Friday yeah, yeah Friday news broke that Kyrie is trying to force his way out of the Cavs. Basically, he's asked organizations to trade him. Now, yeah. subsequent reports stated that Kyrie actually came to them a bit earlier on, yeah, asking yeah. to be, yeah, yeah, they asking yeah. him to them two weeks. He actually sat down with them two weeks ago. So this was a Cavs decision holding on to it. And again, some other stories have come out saying that uh, what's his name, um, the guy who got kicked out. Dave Griffin? The Griffin, yeah. Griffin was the one that was, you know, more or less calming Kyrie down, trying to get him to buy in and see the bigger picture. And with him gone, Kyrie's team just said, like, you know what, we out because we really have no reason being. So Kyrie wants him out. What do we think, guys? I think Okay, uh, please don't please don't call me the rumor guy again, but <laughs> you are the rumor guy. <laughs> but I feel like um I um, What did his agent tell you? No, no, is it <laughs> <laughs> No, but um I well th- there was I wouldn't say I heard, but there was that feeling that before LeBron came, like he was he was going to be like the star of the show, if you like. Like they were going to build a team around him. You understand me? And certain promises were made. I mean, he was the best player on the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Certain promises the were made. The best player on the bad team. Exactly. So the best player on the team. You see, and then... <laughs> the best player on the team that got another number one pick. Yeah. 
And then, you know, out of the oh, blue, yeah, out of the blue, you know, LeBron comes in, like, and then that basically changed everything. And, you know, yeah, of course, winning the championship was great and everything. But looking at the future, there's someone who feels like if LeBron is going to leave, then, you know, that, that I'm, I might, <clears throat> I might also, you know, want to depart now and start building a team around, like, go to a place where they would actually, you know, like to build a team around me and I can become my own superstar and, you know, create my own legacy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, and he feels like, you know, he's that good. Like, he's that good a player. That's, you know, the whole, you know, yeah, to, to lead a team into, but, I feel like a lot of people's disappointments would be that there will be less of that um, um, Curry versus Kyrie in the finals. You understand me? Like wherever he goes, he they might be strong. Wherever he goes, they might be a strong team. But I mean, they, but they might not be good enough to actually challenge the Warriors. I think. I mean, no offense to Kyrie, but well, I I was more interested in LeBron were, versus everybody else. As opposed <coughs> to the Kyrie versus Kyrie, but I could see what you mean. Yeah, People I mean, like, that point yeah, guard battle. That point guard battle, you right. understand me? And if he goes to the Spurs, that, like, a lot of people are, you know, anticipating that. I mean, they'll meet each other four times, that right? That so case. that's, there's more of the battle. Yeah, like, as in, but not are they going to, yeah, like, uh, how, how good is it for you in general? Like, in the long run, is it something that you really want to do as a player? Like, you know, most, well, I mean, the think? Cavs could draft Lemo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you not in the know, uh, I guess ATW has has a hidden gem. <laughs> Lemo answer. Who, who? I mean, it's a phen- phenomenal player, and yeah. honestly, we should we should put him. Which class do you think he should go in to maximize his potential as a top pick? This is Lemo, by the way. This is Lemo. Yeah. Oh, Lemo would have been a top pick in the, the 20, 2010 <laughs> draft, man. He's, he's that good. He's, he's not good. He's, he's, he's Len Bias, Len Bias without the drug problem. <laughs> Damn, high praise. Yeah, but I mean, wow. back to, back to what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. this just speaks to the state of the whole thing with regards to Kyrie because, I mean, we can just sit here and pontificate on why he's made this decision because it just came out last night. And all we know is he's requested a trade. Yeah. He hasn't told anybody. We we don't really know why. We can only just... It's all know. rumored at this point. No, it's not rumored. He actually no, no, has... That's in the why. Yeah, the, the why. why is all rumored. He actually has requested yeah. for a trade and now everything else is just rumored. So you can just ask yourself why he wants to leave. And I mean, it can all go down to the changes that happened and the Cavs, Dave Griffin leaving, all that other stuff. You know, yada, yada, yada. Maybe not wanting to be in LeBron's shadow. Maybe knowing that LeBron wants to leave. But there have been reports that LeBron was blindsided by the decision. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, these things come from sources that again, have shown themselves to PR. be quite reliable. No, it could be PR, I but mean, these are sources that are quite reliable. So this could be, that's what I'm saying. We, we're just here pontificating. This yeah. could be LeBron trying to make it seem like, hey, I have nothing to do with this. Or this could be LeBron being honest. He was saying, blindsided and disappointed. That was yes, <laughs> exactly. The, the, the exact words were blindsided and disappointed. He didn't know and he's surprised by the decision. But so much of the angle with respect to it has been that he doesn't like playing second fiddle to LeBron. I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, as an NBA player, what you care most is championships you want to win you know why wouldn't he want to if lebron even leaves why wouldn't he want to stay and get the designated max extension again you you see paul george left that Kyrie's leaving that as well so no but you see paul george didn't 
qualify for it. So didn't I, I think Kyrie hasn't doesn't qualify as well. He missed a couple of All Star. Don't you have you have to meet a certain number of All Star requirements to qualify for that? No, he did. He actually he's actually a four time All Star. Okay. You, he's a four-time All-Star, and he's made all NBA teams, so he does qualify for it. But Kyrie is a weird one. Wasn't the while back that an interview came out where he said he saw himself retiring early just he because? Saw himself, yes, ex- oh, so, he's quite an eccentric character. So, so a player who's trying to leave early might not necessarily be too com- too keen on you know a contract that requires that you stay in the game. You stay in the game. That's years. true. He said. I mean, that's the least of the weird things he said, Mister yeah. Flat Earth himself. But Kyrie's you know, an interesting one. I mean, yeah, he is an interesting. So we can only just guess why, but I mean. The most common angle would be the being in the shadow of a great player sort of that's, thing that's and wanting your own team and wanting to yeah. show the world that, yes, you can carry a team and you're also a good player. Because we have to be honest, he has matured a lot playing with LeBron and maybe he's ready to show that he can carry a team. It's kind of crazy. I mean, people give stick to Durant for leaving to join up with another superstar. And now one is leaving. One is leaving star. to try. One is actually leaving <laughs> a superstar. So, so, yeah. And it's like, what's so are we going to LeBron? Yeah, yeah. Why are you yeah. leaving? So, so are that, we going to praise Kyrie's decision in the same way? No, it's going to be angry at. No, people are going to keep know, asking like, yeah. why no, is he KD? Just KD? That, like, no, like is this yeah. this is basically the opposite of yeah. KD. This is why you don't listen to fans in the media, man. Yeah. Whatever you do as a player, it's going to get slated. You're still going to get slated for it. That's true. Because KD did get slated, but he, he's been vindicated. Yeah. You know, he won yeah. the championship. I mean, people are going to sit back and say they could have won it without him. Winning a championship is not easy. Everybody has to work. You and, can, he, and it was important with for them winning. So He was a key player. Yeah. He ended up with the finals MVP. I mean, what more do you want? So, But... It's interesting that this Kyrie thing is happening at around the same time people are talking about Neymar also being on his way to PSG. But I just want to mention that Neymar's dad is who people think Laval Ball is. Nobody really talks about this much because he's, he's more quiet, but he's actually, he actually feels like he's the guy sort of controlling the moves of his kid and he's the guy pushing him to the biggest, I don't think it's biggest payday available. I don't think it's who people, I think in terms of like sports and personalities and media attention, f- soccer, football primarily doesn't necessarily focus on the s- people yeah, around the like stars. Yeah. NBA actually has a much more who you are outside the game, people around you, your orbit. Well, there's some of that to some degree in football as well. Ooh, it's just, it just no, doesn't seriously. go as far as the agents. No, think or, about or it. Honestly, yeah. apart from Ronaldo, probably who he's dating. Which football superstar do we know or hear or get regular news about people around them? There's Minus agents. You say? Like, the people around them, like his entourage. Yeah, who? Oh, well, yeah, I know. I, I thought you were talking about, like, their lives outside the game. Oh, no, I'm just saying the NBA has much more fixation and focus on. And that's what uh, Alonzo's dad is milking. The attention okay. trying to build his brand. Nothing trying wrong with that. His brand, yeah. Oh, nothing wrong with yeah. that now, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't... No, I mean, in that discussion, I think the problem on my... My, my head with him was... He was being a bit insulting the way he was going about it. Yeah. True, you did mention that. He did say some disparaging things yeah. about certain people. But I guess he's trying to chase his paper. I'm not mad at the guy's hassle. But and you never know. Maybe he's spoken to those guys you after know, and in, said, in yo. private and said, They yo, could be in on it. You're right. They could be in on yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, feel like Joel ratings, Embiid, right? I feel like Joel Embiid is in on the whole thing. Oh, yeah, when he got... That was weird, man. I feel like Joel Embiid is not on the whole thing. That I wouldn't weird. be surprised as soon as Joel Embiid leaves his, leaves his, what do you call it, his contract. He's a BBB, but hey, <laughs> that aside, I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about Neymar, Neymar now. Yeah, so yeah, 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 like, everybody's saying, 
But you see, this is something people have talked about with regards to like quality players. You know, um, as a forward, having a team built around you changes everything. Like you look at you look you look at somebody like uh, Martial. If Martial is played centrally, he's going to score a lot of goals. The team might not do quite well, but he becomes the star of, the star of the team because he scored the most goals, and that's. It's his team, yeah. It becomes his team, and that's best for him and his brand and his growth as a superstar. You can understand that Neymar wants that because the thing I don't understand about Neymar is, I mean, the whole Brazil national team has bent itself out of shape to accommodate him as their best player. That's a so, national team, man. No, that's the national team, and I feel like national. No, the Brazil national team is a big deal. So he's within his right to feel that hey, Barcelona should be ready oh, to okay, do that, or a big European club should be ready to I do that go, for I him. You, I thought you're going to go with Brazil has done it. He should be okay with having the national team <laughs> built around him. Built, no, no. I'm just saying, like because because I right. mean, the last World Cup, he was the star of the World Cup. Like most of the screen time was him. It yeah. was all Neymar, this Neymar, that. Even you know, the one, yeah, Brazil, yeah, yeah. You see, he's, he's 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 a he's a big superstar. That's the thing. He has the appeal as well as the footballing ability. And and I mean, tactically, as a forward, you want to be played centrally. You want <laughs> nobody wants to be wide. nobody That's wants work. to be wide because <laughs> when you're when you're wide, you're not going to score as much as. I mean, people, people leave teams as wide strikers to join other teams because that team promises to play them as the central striker. So I guess this is a big gamble on him. You know, but really the payday, no, like he's getting paid. He's going to win a couple of titles in the French league. A couple. Everything. He'll win every time. The like, only question mark is how far on. they go in the Champions League. How far they go in the Champions League. Yeah. That, that's the main reason. That's the main fair, Real Madrid, yeah. Juve, Bayern, and now AC Milan, you, they're both United sides. Chelsea are building up. So it's not, for, it's not for a foregone conclusion that if he stayed at Barca, in the next five years, it's entirely possible that both Barca and PSG wouldn't have won any. So I don't think it's that big of a gamble to go to a side to be your own team, get paid more, be guaranteed trophies. Barca now has to compete with Real Madrid. But let me ask you guys a question. Do you, would Barca be smart to take the 200 million pounds for him? Donald. <laughs> wow. Yes or no? Yes or no? No. They wouldn't be smart. No. Cyril? Because 200 million pounds is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'm going to say they will take it, but then I don't trust... Barca or recently Barca's decision making the last couple exactly. of seasons has been cleared. Yeah. So it's smart money or it's smart to take the money and reinvest but then they've been chasing they've been, hunting, they've been looking for Paulino. Yeah, right? that's what I'm, I'm saying. No, that, but like, see, honestly, honestly, I mean, historically, we've come to see that it's very hard to replace a really good player no exactly, matter how that's much why money I you get want, for I don't think you, there you are should go. very few players in world football right now who are as good as Neymar. And very few. Selling you know, gonna, they know you have the money. They know so you have the money. I mean, what's the point of selling Neymar for? I mean, nothing against Coutinho, but what's the point of selling Neymar for two hundred million pounds only to spend a hundred million on Coutinho? That's madness. You understand who's an inferior player? To be honest, there are very few Neymars around, and in and, and when you look at it, I mean, there are very few players who are stylistically similar to Messi and he is the top guy around. Would he have, is the closest thing to a Messi. A seamless <laughs> transition. It's a seamless transition. I mean it's it's about him waiting. But I guess he has he has seen that no Messi isn't on the because Messi is only 30 31. You understand? I might have to deal with another two years of Messi while I'm hitting my peak. 
another four years easily because Messi's game doesn't necessarily rely on. The no, speed. but it's also it's also down to how well he takes care of himself, and it seems yeah. like he does. I mean, he, Messi used to be injury prone, but then he switched when vegan or something, and then the guys hardly. Okay, got now injured. you've turned into Donny IT. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm in the no. This was a, this was a big deal. Actually, no. Actually, the story was I think uh, Aguero as well sought after went after the guy that Messi his nutritionist okay. that was helping him out because he was like Messi used to be injured. Yeah. But yeah. It was, it was, it was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. You could look that, you could look that at people. But, yeah, I mean, hey. but going up, going back to the comparison, I mean, you definitely are right. These are two young players, generational ta- talent, who deserve, it's not as if they don't deserve, they actually do deserve to have teams built around them. So, I mean, do we feel they are wrong trying to leave, you know, the shadow of the person next to them? Cause Neymar has messy. I get it, Kyrie but has it's LeBron. a risk. Oh, it's, it's a it's huge a risk. Huge risk. No, but from what we're hearing, Barcelona don't want the money, but that's his release clause. So there are ways, yeah, there are ways that PSG can get them to have to accept it if the player player agrees to move. The player's willing, that's it. I think that for now, that's the main thing. That's what's unsettling Barca right now because the player seems to be because legitimately interested. Because I mean, look at it this way. Uh, I mean, these are all hypotheticals, but. I mean, you get 200 million for Neymar and your best best is to get Dybala from Juventus and Juventus are going to say, huh, come with 160 million or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you right. know, I mean, and he now has to now adapt to, that's what you, you said know, your technical who, style. Who, yeah. Who, who actually replaces, who actually him? replaces him? No so, yeah, I mean, when he signed the release clause, it looked like, wow, this that's is a lot of money. Man, but in no, today's market, you're like, whoa, if you have the money, you it makes a lot of sense it. to yeah. pay it and have Neymar for the next 10 years. So yeah, Barca. The boss, your, 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 your move, your move, right? But take yeah. the money, you get slated. Don't take the money, you still get slated. No, if they don't take the money, I don't think they'll get slated that much. But I feel like even Barca taking the Barca taking the money for Neymar is going to start like a huge domino effect with yeah, regards to, to transfers. It's going to be bad, man. It's you know, because a lot of teams are waiting. See, big transfers actually move the market. Yeah, people don't really notice that if. I mean, imagine Neymar moves. Barcelona have the money to now go for whoever they want, which is Coutinho. And everybody Fine, they get knows Coutinho, you have that money. And now Liverpool have the money to go for, I don't know, Naby Keita and Virgil van Dijk. You get what I'm saying? And now, <laughs> the Tottenham, money, you, you get what I'm saying? Prying him away. No, but the money no, for Naby I mean, Keita extra, is crazy, right? I'm not the only one who feels that way. No, it is crazy money, but... but every money is crazy money. RB, like, RB... See, no, no. no, which transfer this season have you felt? You know yeah, what? That's yeah, a fair yeah, yeah, I mean, evaluation. I'm glad Naby Keita... Isn't move. moving for that much money because it actually makes the Lukaku transfer looks like look like a smart deal because people forget that I think the Lukaku Lukaku's contract is five plus one. Yeah, it's a six year contract. I think Morata's is a four year contract. You know, like you might look at the numbers and say, hey, but over I mean Rooney. Everybody thought Man United were crazy to spend that much on Rooney, but over his career, he's paid probably off. been it's it paid off. Handsomely. Handsomely. Yeah. Just the final a, season. He's been a brilliant footballer. Not just, the, I mean, his last three seasons have been a write off, but come on. The first few were. Given what he's, like, what, what he's given, like, in the years prior to that. It's yeah, crazy. but still, he's been an amazing player. Yeah. So enough about Rooney. I mean, it's, it's the domino effect, you know? And then now Southampton can also go get whoever they want. And then, you know, it just moves and moves and moves and moves. It's the domino effect. So this just might be the big transfer because we have until the end of August. 
for the transfer window to close. So this just might be the big transfer the, that just kicks everything summer, off. Yeah. Because everybody is now, and then maybe Alexis Sanchez goes here, and then this guy goes there, and then Man United finally gets the two mystery players that Mourinho wants that he still doesn't <laughs> have, and then, you know, over and over and over, and then, you know, hey. I mean, imagine imagine they spend that much money on uh, Neymar, and now they do away with Verratti because, you know, they have to plug... They have to plug a gap somewhere. These are the kind of transfers that move the market. So I would want it to happen because hey, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't things, involve, it doesn't involve a football club. I want losing it's one of it its best players. And it keeps interesting, yeah. And it, keep, it keeps things very interesting. That's you know, it's kind of like an NBA type of thing. Now you have, you know, super teams. You have the super teams getting stronger. You have a stronger Champions League, you know, because, uh, I mean, evidently Chelsea have weakened. Real Madrid a bit with taking Morata, but at that cost, you can let him go. You get what I'm saying? Like, at that cost, you can let him go at that much money. You just feel like, hey, I mean, we can replace him with two lesser players or something of the sort, you know? And plus, right now, we are just signing the young, the best young players in Spain. We're just paying their release, their silly release clauses. I mean, the release clauses are silly. I mean, you don't allow Real Madrid to get Danny Ceballos for that little money, but hey, that's pain for you. They are different markets, to be fair. No, they are different markets, but still, you know, when you know that I mean, this is what the market looks like, no, you I should mean, be prepared for the market. And let's go Madrid half players. It's unfair. Like that. And I let Ma- Madrid get to keep their players. No, but apart from I let's go Madrid, uh, what's, uh, Real Madrid, Barca, and I guess Valencia, because they are, Sevilla. Sevilla, they are, they are rich owners. Everybody else is substantially below in terms of, you know, how much money they have to throw around. So I think it's a realistic release clause. And again, these are kids. They are very few talents, young talents like Mbappe. They can like, you know, I'm going to slap 160 plus and it seems reasonable for your average talented youngster. People just want a small fee. And that's I think is makes sense. But maybe, maybe with the new markets, who knows? Every young talent is gonna have like at least ten million slapped on him just to get him signed. Um you wanna give quick predictions before we end. Kyrie and Neymar, do we think they'll move in both instances? Kyrie mo I, I feel like Kyrie might move. He has two years left on his contract. It's not his decision. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so it depends on the Cavs if they want to keep him. But he has two very. Re- he has a very reasonable contract. You yeah, know, that. it's cheap as well. It's, it's a 19, 19 million this year, twenty million next year. It's yes. a very reasonable for a player of his production. Mm-hmm. That's a very reasonable contract. And nobody's going to throw the farm at him. Nobody's going to trade every. It's going to trade everything to get Kyrie because. Because he wants to move. You see, yeah. that's, that's what requesting a trade does to your trade value. Really, it destroys yeah. your trade value because teams now know that you want you to want move. You want to move, yeah. So, but you know, I mean, the, uh, what do you call it? The Cavs can stand pat because just like the Lakers yeah, did with Kobe in 07, because Kobe requested a trade. Nobody heard about it and yeah, they yeah. actually forced him to stay. But in the next few years, they brought in Paul Gasol. Nobody heard about it. That's what you said, right? No, nobody heard about it till much later. Yeah, no, exactly. But Kyrie. Okay. No. Kyrie, everybody knows now. True. So yeah. it changed, but they could still pin him down. And I mean, a lot of people sp- talk you, about how close Kyrie is to Kobe. You want. LeBron, who is shocked and this blind, no, who is blindsided and disappointed to play with Kyrie for an entire season. 
maybe this is just Kyrie saying, well, I'm going to shock and blindside you before you <laughs> shock, before and, you blindside shock and blindside me next season. Which I yeah. think is what it is. But I mean, yeah, yeah the Cavs have a lot to figure out. Do you want to keep a player, a superstar, well, sorry, yeah. a star player who wants out with your other star player or yeah. other superstar player? So my answer is, I don't know if they'll move, but I hope both of them move. Hope both of I just them hope, I just, I just like chaos. I actually want I mean from a from an Eastern Conference point of view I do I do hope Kyrie moves. He's gonna move to another EC team. He's not he's not stupid. No but Sorry. I mean, nope. That works for me though. The Cavs are considerably weaker and then go to another team. You see team. that's that's back to what I told you. See, when you're someone like the Celtics, what? you stay where you listen, you, you just were the you one just improve most, yourself. No, listen, imagine no you were imagine, talking about trading. No, look at it this for, way. No, look at it this for way. Butler and Paul George. Look at it this way. If Suddenly you had, if you had Butler if you had Butler and Paul George right now. Yeah. You're going to the finals. Nobody is stopping you. But imagine, no, imagine, listen, now they we still, still have, now we still, still have, Le- you still have to get through LeBron. And let me tell you something. And we still let have the access to go. I mean, yeah. You still, ha- you still have to go through LeBron. Yeah, but we, we you can, understand. But LeBron is going to be leaving soon or go somewhere else soon. We can deal with that when that happens. Yeah, but. Why hey, wouldn't you want to go to the finals? <laughs> you would have, you would have been able to go to the hey. finals this year while having. Gordon Hayward and Paul George. No, I'm just saying, if you have, if you have the opportunity to get better, you get better. You don't say, you don't say, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just slightly better than everybody else. So it's okay. Look at what, look at what the, what you call the Rockets are doing. They don't care. They just want to get as good as they can. Different teams and different philosophies towards, you know. Yeah, no, different teams are different. but But my point is, you know, if, the Celtics had made those moves. Everybody would be looking at them like, "Wow, these guys knew what was happening, or these guys prepared themselves, you know, primed themselves." I mean, but hey, we could you know. get Kyrie if Cavs would trade to us. But given how poor George thing went, I doubt they want to talk to us. But what we'll what what can you realistically give for Kyrie? It and Crowder, come on! Who the hell wants it and Crowder? Who the hell doesn't want it and Crowder? Okay, clearly nobody does because he's <laughs> not gonna he's not gonna be on the Celtics next year. He's not gonna no. be on the Celtics before October before the season starts. So yeah. Clearly, they don't want. Who, I mean, the Pacers don't want it and Crowder. No, uh, no who, I, who are the Celtics able to trade with? So clearly, the whole NBA doesn't want it and Crowder. <laughs> but I don't so think it was on the trade block, though. I'm just saying, in terms of what the Cavs want, they probably want a point guard. Or are they going to start the season with Rose? Come on, really? Oh, sorry, I didn't know you. You have direct line to Danny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, nah, yeah. but I'm 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 comfortably happy with where we are. And with that, we're going to bring our episode, this episode to a close. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, the handle is at GCRATW. On Instagram and Facebook, uh, the usernames are at the Gold Coast Report. If you want to send us an email, we should probably figure out a mailbag episode sometime soon. Uh, the email address is after the whistle at the Gold Coast Report dot com. Uh, am I missing anything? <laughs> no. Um, Moose is taking the best part. Yeah, Moose, <laughs> Moose, is, Moose is dead. Yeah. Uh, catch us <laughs> next week. Uh, do get in touch. Follow. Send us comments. Uh, episode suggestions. Let us know how you're doing. Find me. Find me as well. Oh man. So ATW. Dominate the conversation. Dominate the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Neymar, el ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the final. Title 
Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's go, Kyrie Irving from downtown!